0: Welcome back to the Call Me Larry podcast, the only podcast that has a production team entirely made up of squirrels. Richard, I'm looking at you. Good work. Get that nut. I'm joined here today by Zach, in addition to a very special guest. He is a former professional baseball player for the Boston Red Sox, currently writing a book on life lessons, and I also just found out that he is indeed my father. Everyone, Jeff. Jeff, how's it going
1: today? I am just... Really happy to be here.
0: We're happy to have you. We're very happy to have you. We have a couple couple questions, a couple conversation pieces here today that we want to ask you. If we could just get your thoughts on things, uh, that would be awesome.
2: How does it feel to have a podcast studio in your garage?
1: Well, here's (laughs) the deal. When they first approached me about this podcast concept, I said, you know, I will support anything um, that is an entrepreneurial adventure and something that's fun. And it may bring laughter and joy to other people. So these guys, I listened to a little bit of their stuff. And you know what? They're pretty ridiculous good. Um, I laughed. I didn't cry. And I, I don't really want to cry. But <laughs> bottom, bottom line is, I think these guys have something special. And I'm really happy to be here today and, and support it in any way I can. Whether it's supply the garage, whether it's pay for the beer, Whatever it takes.
0: Oh, pay for the beer. I didn't get that memo. Should I send you my receipts? Do you take receipts?
1: Uh, Well, I I told you that I would help out with the equipment in the garage. And I have a selfish interest in that. But bottom line is, um, you know what? I don't think that I owe you anything when it comes to alcohol. (laughs) Well, I will just say this. If this thing comes off and makes me look good, then I'm willing to buy a few beers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, okay. But yeah, we're, we're really hyped. We got a big overhaul to the garage. Big in part thanks to our guest today, Jeff. And uh, I think we can get right into some conversations to learn more about the myth, the man, the legend. So, uh, Jeff, what was it like being a pro baseball player?
1: Well, I got to tell you, it took a lot of work and a lot of, um, um, you know, time and energy over the years because everybody said you can't do it and what i will tell you right now is um, everybody has a certain gift a certain talent and it's called an it and i had it for baseball and you know what my i'm hoping my son has it for something Hey, podcast. I'm hoping.
2: You haven't shown any,
0: any oh, prospects. I right, oh, oh, right. have a huge disappointment. I'm 25 living in my
2: parents' basement. Didn't you just get a promotion too? Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: This is, this, you guys are killing hey, me. I'm trying to be like... I'm giving a life talk to someone who might be inspired, and all of a sudden I'm dissing my son. I mean, best friends? Jumping on each other's shit? I mean, okay, so let's let's take a step back. So, I love my son. I am inspired I by like his too, passion for entrepreneurism. And this happens to be his thing right now. So, I'm going to support him 100%. His, he's good at what he does, but you know what? People work every day. People have mundane jobs. I'm not saying his is, because it's not. But there's a lot of people out there that have a mundane job, but they dream of something better. They dream of the thing that they could do, the thing that would inspire them and be the best thing that ever happened to them in their lives. Now, I had that for baseball, very young age. The bottom line is, I took it, I ran with it, everybody told me you can't do it, and I said, F you I'm doing it and I did it and so I got the opportunity to play pro baseball and it was uh, an amazing experience
2: no I think that's that's a good way to put it too and I mean at the end of the day and something that I always think and something that I think you were saying too was that you can always be better regardless of what it is whether it's starting a side hustle that's a podcast whether you're driving for uber whether you're job you have a full-time job and you're just trying to figure something out a passion project regardless of what it is there's always another level that you can hit and guess what's after that another level that you can hit you can never be the best because you always have to keep growing and you just keep going
0: yeah yeah you know that that reminds me i i uh spend way too much time on YouTube. And I get a lot of random videos of, like, koalas, like, (laughs) udon noodles, and, uh, you know, what, for some reason, women's pole jumping, which I'm not complaining about. But What uh, were their
2: records, Jason? Do you understand what they were going uh, for? uh,
0: That's all I know. All right. (laughs) But, but, uh, no, I've seen a video that uh, you're talking about kind of even some more mundane jobs, that there's still that evolution, that progress, right? And I watched this video of this young man that was window-washing. And he was just showing in a 30-second clip, okay, this is how you normally window wash, right? And then he showed his technique that improved the quality of his window washing and the time. And just even doing something like improving the way you wash a goddamn window, that, yeah. is, that is entrepreneurship. That is, that is improvement. That is growth. And that's, that's where it is because what if he's the guy that's the only guy that does that? He finishes windows faster than anyone else. He is now the best window washer, right? So it's just the fact that there, it's constant revision and evolution. And that's, you know, it's just building off of what you guys both said. But that's what it is. And, and it doesn't matter what the task is. you got to love it. That's the, the, the mindset. It's all about the mindset.
1: So I'll add to that in saying that passion, love, inspiration, to be, the best that you can be. Guess what? I, I was a great baseball player. Am I now? No. What am I finding? I'm, I'm going to be the best freaking cornhole player that I possibly can be. <laughs> and I'm going to kick people's ass and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to inspire them to want to beat me. And I'm going to inspire them to be the best cornhole player they can be. And I'll teach them. I'll teach them how to beat me. Now, that'll be up to them to do that. But the bottom line is I will help other people try and be better, and that's what everybody should do. If you meet somebody, you should always try and help them become better and be the best that you can be at anything you do and everything you do, anything and everything. Be the best that you can be.
2: So we are gonna get in the cornhole real quick, but I did have a question I've been dying to ask since I learned that you played pro baseball. How was being a professional athlete and the girls, especially so young, coming out of college? Granted, playing college baseball, so that was probably a great time as well. You can keep it to whatever level you like, but it had to have been incredible.
1: Well, I'll just say, I'm looking at my sheet that tells me what... Items that we were going to discuss, and that was not on it. I, think, I think I just got hijacked a little bit. But the bottom line is, my wife's not here, so I don't give a shit. So, uh, so I will share. I, I will share, um, we'll just say a quarter of what I could share. But I'll just say, um, you know what? I'll give you a quick story. Oh,
2: yeah. Here
1: so we go. Uh, it's spring training. It's 1981. I'm in Winter Haven, Florida, and life is good. I'm uh, I'm working out with the AA team. We all stay at a beautiful Holiday Inn down in Winter Haven, and we have meal money, and we have free hotel accommodations, and we all play at the complex, and we go there during the day. And guess what? Ted Williams is my batting instructor. So, like, if you know anything about baseball, Ted Williams is... Arguably, or probably, hands down, the best hitter of all time. So he was my batting coach in spring training. Mine is among another 200 minor leaguers. But the bottom line is, life is good. You're in Florida, it's spring training, you play baseball all day, you drink and chase women at night, oh my gosh, it's, uh, it doesn't get much better.
0: Does that coincide with spring break?
1: Um, well, spring break never happened really in Winter Haven. So, uh, but in college, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we had some serious Fort Lauderdale, Daytona Beach. Oh my gosh. Now you put me onto a story that I have to tell. <laughs> All right.
0: So, this man's a plethora of stories. <laughs> oh, the man is full. I, I, don't know, I don't think a so, man could
1: have more. I'll go back to the one story, but this one is a, it's a, College story, I'm with uh, two of my best friends and um, we're at, if you've ever been to Daytona Beach, there is a pier bar and it goes out over the water, okay? And that is the place to be. Everybody parks on the beach, they go up in the pier, they walk out to the pier and they drink till they're silly, they find someone to hook up with it at the end of the night and then they work their way back to try and find their freaking car. It sounds <laughs> like my kind of night. <laughs> so, dude, it's... where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> so, saying that, okay, that leads into the rest of the story. So, the bottom line is we're we're dancing and we're drinking and we're having a great time and it's before we're actually we're there a couple days before we actually have to go and play baseball. So, this is party. Your ass off until as long as you can, as hard as you can, and f- hopefully find a friend to snuggle up with. So, um, we all, myself and my two buddies, we all found someone that we enjoy being with. We walked out. We're at the pier. It's a beautiful night. There's a full moon. And we look down at the beach and we say, holy shit, that's a pretty high tide. And we say, oh my God, look, the guys that parked on the beach, there's a car. It's in the middle of the water. No fucking way. way." It's in the middle of the water. Someone did not move their car and they never parked high enough. Holy crap. And we're laughing and then my one buddy says, holy shit, that's my car. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) all of a sudden, all of a sudden we go from, oh, this is really nice. And the girls are, everything's really nice. And my buddy is sprinting down. And he's going, Oh my god. And his father owns a car dealership. This is like a, a demo car. And the car is get it's probably up oh, it's halfway toast. up the door, and waves That's are hitting done. on the front of the car. Oh my god. So he goes he goes into the water, he opens the door, another oh, wave and hits. It all goes in. shit goes in the yeah. car. <laughs> and he starts the car. And oh my we're all saying, Oh my god, please, please start. Please be able to back out of the water. So the tide, the wave kind of subsides, <laughs> and he was- barely crawls out. He and gets all, out. The car gets out. He No, he got the car out of the water. That's insane. Back to the beach. And we're all, you know, wiping our brow, and we still have the girls with us, and we're all starting to have a laugh on his expense, and he's, he's like basically almost had a heart attack. But all of a sudden, now we are parked on the beach, and we're hanging out. And we're having a few beers and we're deciding what's the next step. Because you have one hotel room, three guys, three girls. How's this going to work? You um, only need one bed. Yeah, right. I mean, that sounds good to me. Fortunately, <laughs> I had... I, this sounds like a blast. I don't no, see anything wrong about this. I, I think you millennials, you know, you guys are a little progressive with this stuff. So you're but, used to sharing. You don't know how to be on your own. Well, we, we did share the room. And we drew straws. I got a bed. Another guy got a bed. The other guy got the bathtub. And I don't, I don't know what happened there. How do you
0: sleep in a bathtub?
1: You make it work. <laughs> so back, back to the beach. So this is the next part of the, the beach story. So the beach story was not over. So here we are. We're still having a few beers. And we're hanging with the girls. Everything's good. And all of a sudden, a guy in a van backs up, and hits my buddy's car. Oh, no. After
0: it's been drenched in water.
1: After we went through the whole water thing. So he bumps into the car, and here's the funny part. The guy was whacked out and stoned to the ass. He's smoking pot to the max. My buddy comes up and says, he runs up to him, knocks on his window, and he says, I cannot believe you just backed into my car. No way, really? I'm sorry. I got it backed up. My guy backed into the guy in the van. That, that's the correction.
2: My <laughs> buddy backed into up. the, Wait, who the backed van. Into no, no, know. Know. My buddy backed into the
1: van and convinced him that he backed <laughs> oh, into him, okay. him. Sorry, sorry. I got that little. Okay. No, okay.
0: Okay. So he. So so. To recap. He backed into this other guy. This other guy was so goddamn high that your buddy was able to convince him that he was the one that backed into him.
1: He yelled, he yelled at him, and the guy in the van starts his van and takes off like he did a hit and run. He was scared shitless. So my buddy said, all right, I guess we don't have to worry about that. No wow. damage to my car. What a smart <laughs> move. That's Except incredible. Except the sand and the salt water that's still in the... The front and back seat of the car from when he was rescued the car from the water. Wow. That's so, killer.
2: That's a great story. I got to keep that in mind, man. If I ever make a mistake, just like, oh, yeah, dude, what
1: are you doing? You just <laughs> nailed me. Blame them. Yeah. It's all about the blame. If you come on hot, you can convince the guy to Stone that he oh, did yeah. anything. <laughs> and really? you, you know what? He He doesn't even know what's going on. Oh, my God, I did that? You mean this gun in my hand? I shot that
2: guy? <laughs> <laughs> So something we'll probably – a story we'll probably tell later, but – Jeff knows this – is when Jason and I were in college, we ended up in a pretty severe accident on the highway. Um, we were headed into the major city that was near where we went to college. And the guy – I'm talking like this dude nailed us going 75. We were in standalone traffic, like destroyed. He gets out of the car after having hit our car, gone directly to the left, nailed the Jersey barrier, gets out – nose broken toast the the cop later wrote him a ticket for uh not wearing a seatbelt cuz clearly he must not have been I don't know I figured yeah. it out but either way walks over to myself Jason our other fr- our other roommate and my girlfriend at the time and goes so what happened who hit who and we just walked away we're in the middle of a major highway like yeah. 95 south going into this um this city oh my god i've never been more mad in my life are you kidding me like he, we were, we were stopped
0: and he came up. Oh, who hit who? He asked us. Right, maybe he got a concussion.
2: Maybe he lost all of his brain cells in there, but I don't know what it was, but it was infuriating. And I'm talking like we're in the middle of the highway. There's car parts everywhere. His car was I have was glass destroyed. all over my
0: back and fit hair. You
2: ended up in um, physical therapy for months yeah. after that. Yeah, and yeah. like, are you kidding me? Like you're going yeah. to, dude, like the, it's hilarious that you can convince someone who's totally whacked out of their mind, but yo do not come up to me after you just almost put us in the hospital
1: and try and pull that shit. Yeah. No, that, it is ridiculous. Not a, not a, <laughs> you're sober, and he's messed up. If he's going to try and convince you, I, I don't think that works. I could way. not believe it. Um, but you did, you, we were. I did get sidetracked. You were asking about girls and women in the minor leagues, ooh, and, and I, I was going down <laughs> this road. I, don't, I really think we're going to get back on this road because there's a good story ahead.
0: Well, if you want, we can go over to, into Corning Holes, if you prefer
2: that. Well, <laughs> well, see, so your track history is that you're an expert corner of
1: holes. Well, you know, you have to look <laughs> at the dictionary and what that says, and there's two de- definitions. There's the game cornhole, and then there's the slang for cornhole. And I really don't want to be known as the king of cornholes the slang definition. The Urban, the
2: urban Dictionary definition yeah, of that's like- We were actually playing just before recording this, and man, Jeff is fucking good. And I was on his team for a little bit, and man, it was heated for a minute. I was playing terrible. I was on my offhand, you know, I wasn't having a good day. Long work day, I think Jason spiked my drink, I don't know. Normally I'm an <laughs> ace, but uh, I couldn't yeah, keep yeah. up this time. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, Well. that, that being said, Jeff can <laughs> carry anybody. To a victory oh, in cornhole. Get talk about you needing chiropractic help. You he carried the team the whole time. <laughs> so
0: so what is your secret to your cornhole game, Jeff? Why is it so strong?
1: That's you know what? I haven't really thought about that question. That's not on the outline for our discussion, but a lot of cornhole. it's off
0: the cuff, buddy. Cornhole
1: is on there. So um, I could just Say what my best friend Jimmy would always say. Jeff is really good with his right hand. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Don't take that the wrong way. But guess what? I am really good with my right hand. And I can do just about anything with my right hand. Alright,
2: next time Jimmy's here, I'm just gonna walk him and go, why is Jeff so good with his right hand? And then I'll report back. I need to know. You know the name of the episode has to be Jeff's Right Hand. Honestly. Oh, right. is-
1: <laughs> now, if we played if we played foosball right now and I played with my just my right hand, I would Smoke destroy off. all of you yeah. guys.
2: I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. All Foosball's right. out of my so- realm. Well, speaking of just your right hand <laughs> and going into the one arm, but what are we doing here? Jeff, Good you legal. are well known for golfing with one arm, and we know the reason, but I still don't get how the hell you do it, especially that you literally beat us quite literally with one arm. We are golfing with two hands, two arms, and it's as if you tied it behind your back. That one, you got to explain.
1: <laughs> okay, so I had... I had an an injury that should not have happened. Uh, There was a chair. It was a faulty chair. Talk about a lawsuit. And, yeah, there is a lawsuit pending. But bottom line is I tore my rotator cuff. I had rotator cuff surgery. I was a miserable asshole for four and a half months in pain all day every day. I know I took it out on my family. And... Guess what? I'm asking for pain and suffering for them too. I want when I get my legal settlement, I want Jason to get five grand for me giving him shit every day. Like I you want better hold Jason. I got <laughs> a lot of stuff on record here. Free beer, five grand. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm gonna get it in the settlement. But the bottom line is, you know, pain and suffering is not only me, but every person that I cause pain and suffering yeah, to, for sure. and that's every person that was in the house that was with me for those four and a half months. So. But, I mean,
2: I'm just saying I was here for, like, roughly three days. I don't know what I'm entitled to, but... <laughs> oh, you want
0: dibby's, you too? That's, <laughs> like, $25. Yeah, right? A 30 rack? Yeah, that's like take a platy.
1: <laughs> wow. The more this goes on, the more money I owe everybody <laughs> for supporting my son and his, you know, his it thing. All right, so um, let's get back. We're, I'm a little off track. Let's get us back on track.
0: Okay, one, one hand in golf. one arm. One hand in golf. Okay, so
1: I again when I tell you that I love competition, I love a challenge, and I love anything that has to do with sports. I took it upon myself. I said, "What, do you, Jeff? What do you like to do?" I'd like to go play golf. I can still do that. I'm sixty-one. I can't do baseball. I can't do football. Things. I can't do hockey. I can't do tennis. I can. I can do them, but I can't do them the way that I want to do them or that I could do them. So what can I do? I got to, I got to still play golf and that's where I'm going to be. As long as I live, I'm going to play something and do something and cornhole, you know, not everybody can run out and just say, Hey, want to play cornhole? You know, you can't do business. Oh, let's, let's talk business over a cornhole game. <laughs> and then, then I got to, what, play customer cornhole and let them win? Oh,
0: that's how you, that's Shit, how you lose clients I don't, right I'm there. I'm not good at that. The day you let someone win in cornhole, I, I can't, that, that, something's wrong. The hell it's the apocalypse. No yeah, way, something yeah. is crazy. So
1: it comes back, comes back to golf. And I, I'm watching TV and I'm watching, you know what it was? It was a promotional video for the 9-11 fun, Tunnels to Towers, and they showed disabled veterans. And you know what they showed? They showed a guy in a wheelchair, and he he was playing golf. They showed a guy with one leg. He's playing golf. They showed a guy with one arm. He's playing golf. And I said, God damn it, if they can do that, then I can play with one arm, and I don't give a shit if I score 200 or 300. I'm going to go out with my friends, and that's the first time, by the way, ever, that I didn't care whether I won or lost. Because <laughs> yeah. I am Bullshit. extremely com- competitive. <laughs> and my son will back that up in everything. <laughs> but the bottom line is I said, okay, I'm going to go out. And guess what? As we discussed before, I was going to be the best version of one-armed Jeff Hall golf that I could be. So, that's Okay, okay. Now, now here's
0: the curveball, though. You are arguably more consistent, one-armed, than you were with two hands. Is there any reason to go back to two hands, or do you just stay the one-armed le- bandit?
1: That you are the is, one-armed bandit. There you go. That is the big conundrum, okay? So, I'm ve- Now, I am a little vain, so I, when, it, when it, someone sees a one-handed guy hit a 220-yard drive, and everybody goes ooh that feels pretty good <laughs> and if it's it's the girl you know the girl in the the, um, the cart that brings you the cart drinks color, yeah. the cart girl says ooh i've never seen anything like that before guess what it makes you feel a little good ooh. and then you say okay so i'm shooting in the 90s which isn't bad maybe sometimes in the 80s And I got a cart girl cheering me on. And I got everybody that's ever played with me, when I play one-handed, is saying, Jeff, how do you do that? That's fucking amazing. That's what I said. (laughs) So, (laughs) guess what? There's something to that. Maybe I, I don't know if I need to cut my other arm off now and (laughs) and just move on. But I am tempted to play one-handed.
2: No, I'm going to convince you right now why you should not cut your other arm off. Because the cart girl is saying, wow. He did that with one hand. I can't believe what he can do with two. And then you got to keep the other one, so she knows So you got the one arm. Like what? She doesn't even care anymore.
1: No, and here's what I will do is I want my son to golf with me more, and I just want to say, um, "Cart girl, you're hot, and, but I'm but I'm old. But anything I can do, my son can do better." Oh, so baby! It's a kind of the handoff. It's like you know. So that's the why they're all so
2: nice when they're talking. About and me. guess what? He's the primed s- them. And guess <laughs> what? The son has two hands, but he's got three
1: legs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow! I thought we were this places we weren't gonna go here, but uh, yeah, my son's hung like a light switch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like oh, father, like son. Wait, wait, wait! That's too much information. No, what I will say is, my son, whatever he's got there. The only thing he doesn't have, he doesn't have a big wallet yet, but it's, he's working on it. All right. Well, not to
2: completely change topics here, but we were talking earlier and you're writing a book, right? On life advice. And just from that story alone, I can tell, and from other conversations too, you have a ton of advice to give and a lot of experience to talk about. Could you give us any you know, discussions, any stories, anything that maybe you've already written about that won't give the whole book away, maybe a little summary, but maybe just a teaser for us to listen to about the book.
1: Well, I thank you for bringing that up. And uh, it, when, when you hit a certain point in life, then you say, uh, where, where am I right now? What am I doing? Do I, you know, my, my situation, I'm selling ink. Does, that, does it really matter? What, what matters? And what matters to me is uh, being a good father, being a good husband, and teaching my kids the right road to the future. And hope- hopefully they don't have to go through the, some of the bumps and you know, potholes that I went through. And if I can help them... Now, by the way, there's some of those bumps and potholes that every single kid needs to go over. Because you, can't, you can tell them, don't go there, don't do that. And the only way that they'll realize that they shouldn't go there and don't do that is by doing it and realizing that you were right. But
0: I, I can attest to that, by the way. <laughs> Learning I, many times, I did not listen to my parents, and I screwed myself.
2: Yeah, And he was just teaching you the whole time, man, learn by experience. And, and that's Oh, part I learned of life. by experience. And <laughs> that, is,
1: that is part of life, because I can't live your life for you. All I can tell you, and what you guys don't know is most of the stuff you're doing, most of it, been there, done that, fucked up, screwed up, pay the price, and we don't want to tell you that we did that, especially when it comes through, it could be drugs, alcohol, it could be any, a, a myriad of things, money, lending money, betting, all, there's so many bad habits that you can have, and you never want to say, well, uh, Jason, i I lent money to somebody and they never paid me back. And you should never lend money to your friend. You know. So you go down these roads and you, you learn. But, but the bottom line is um, uh, I decided that something that would be meaningful to me would be able to pass on um, some anecdotes, some stories, some life lessons that I learned from my parents and from my son and from my daughter which, you know, Jason doesn't have a son or a daughter, but hopefully we know I can tell him a few th- stories and give him a few lessons that will help him if that ever happens for him. So I came up with this, and there was a specific moment where um, I had an epiphany, and I came up with the name of the book, and uh, I got my inspiration, and I'm going to talk about it here. It takes a little bit of time, but I think it's worth the ride. So, uh, you know, I'm a sales guy. I love to talk. I love to be out with people. I love to be face-to-face. I, I. Uh, by the way, a couple of little antidotes are God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason. So you need to listen more than you talk. Um, I'm still... Learning. I think I have two mouths and two ears, but bottom line is I'm I'm still learning and I will try to take my own advice. We all got three legs. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, three legs can be a problem, um, especially when you um, play pro ball. (laughs) But um, I I was with a customer and I'm, I'm in a dying industry. The industry I'm in is the printing industry. And it's newspapers, it's publications, it's 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 not fun. I I have to go out and every place that I every account that I go to to the sell, they every day they get up and they're told how are you gonna cut, how are you gonna save money, how are you gonna cut, 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 cut. So I'm a, the morale of the people that I'm with every day is not good. It
0: has to suck.
1: It, it sucks. does. That sucks. It does. Um, It's not a software company. It's not a technology company where things are growing and things are vibrant and they're hiring people. All they do in my industry is get rid of people and close plants down. So I almost feel obligated. I got to make someone laugh. I got to make them smile. I got to do the best I can to at least make them want to see me the next time. And by the way, the biggest Strong point about any salesperson is, if you get people to like you, people buy shit from people they like. Write that down. All right, so people buy shit from Amazon, yeah, that's one type of sale. We know that, point and click. And that is a big part of today's millennial environment, and now with the COVID, everybody's doing it. But the bottom line is, where there is a decision to be made, and there's value-added, And there's possible relationship selling, which is still a lot of what goes on in the world. It's still not totally digitized. It's still not all point and click. It's it's
0: commodities. It's like more stuff like when you have A and B, and A and B are selling the same thing, right? What differentiates A from B? It's...
2: Who do you like more? Yeah. Who do you want to spend more time with? And that's I think that's part of what you're talking. And about. And if the guy you're talking to is taking you Yankees games or Red Sox games or like anything, just out to lunch, and the other guy is just calling you on the phone, when are you gonna buy my stuff? You're gonna pick the guy you know. It's yeah. all about uh, like face to face and understanding the person that you're working with. For
1: sure. And and expanding on that, so let's let's be relevant. I'm gonna get back to my you know my book, but. Um, Call Me Larry, okay? That's a podcast. And what are these guys offering? What value proposition does listening to, you know, Call Me Larry provide? What it does is if it makes you laugh, if it makes you think, if it makes you feel something, then guess what? You're going to come back and do it again. That's our goal, man. We're here
0: for you. We are here for you guys, and we are doing this because we want to entertain others, just like you want to entertain others in your industry.
1: So time, here's another big proverb, okay, Jeff and his big proverbs, what I've learned in life.
2: Sounds like you're well, writing
1: a Bible over here, huh? Well, no, 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 no. Believe me, I can't write <laughs> book, a Bible. The book of Jeff. <laughs> the book of Jeff. <laughs> you beat me to it. You
2: beat
0: me to it. The book of Jeff. I am Jeff. Oh, this is my, my book. God. Let's see if he goes older or New <laughs> well, Testament. We don't know what the careful, punishment's going to be.
1: You know, there might be some Satan worshippers that uh, would like a chapter from Jeff or two. But uh, but the bottom line is, you know, you're looking, That's at, you're looking at a situation and you uh, look at life and you do um, you do the things that you can, to to make people laugh and to make people think and make people feel good, but it comes down to what is the most invaluable thing that you have in life. It's time. Think about that. Everybody, stop. Think about it. Time. How am I going to invest my time? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to work, I'm going to spend time with family, I'm going to have a hobby, I'm going to have whatever it may be, I'm going to read, I'm going to write, I'm going to do all these things, but the bottom line is, call me Larry, in order for, call me Larry to be successful, they have to make an impact in your life, and make you laugh, make you think, make you feel something, so that you come back, because you're willing to make an investment in the time. And everybody, that's, that's a sacrifice for I mean, everybody.
2: That, that's very prophetic too because I'm just thinking about this now while you're even talking is that um, granted like you, you can lose money in the stock market. You can you know, buy things to essentially lose your funds. You can lose people. You can lose anything. You're not doing that all the time. And that's like, – pun not intended actually. <laughs> what are you constantly doing? losing time time is passing you're getting closer and closer to the end of your days regardless of how close that is and i have actually never even thought about this until you just talked about that i mean obviously it's constantly been happening but from the day you're born till the day you die that t- that ticker is just going and you are always losing that time so take the opportunity and fucking move dude Fuck. yeah Get after.
0: It, it reminds me of that uh, that video or that movie. The movie with Matt Justin. Tim- no, or Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Where like in everyone, time. In time, everyone has uh, time on their wrist, and that's your currency. That's and what you have left. Yeah, yeah. And so, if I'm very successful, I could have a thousand years banked. If I'm yeah. very poor, I could die tomorrow if I don't work and get another day uh, to live based off of working. That's my pay. My pay for working for days another day yeah. to live. So like that is absolutely crazy. And that's what it reminds me of is that movie.
2: Yeah, that just made me think so much about how like that it's at the end of the day, that is the one constant, invaluable thing, like you said, Jeff, that you can
1: never hold on to. You have no control over that And guess what? And uh, like that movie, you can't buy more time. Well, well
0: wait well sorry. In, in the movie, movie you, you can, buy can buy more time. You no, know,
1: I said <laughs> but, like in that movie. In a movie, you can buy time. We cannot buy time. We no, yeah, can. So yeah, yeah, as exactly. much as we may want to. We have so our we time. Still have, yeah, yeah. We have whatever the clock is, and no one knows what the clock really says. Yeah. But that's all the more True. reason to what, what time you do have. You have to invest it, and you have to spend it with family, spend it with things that make you laugh, things that you enjoy, things that make you think. think and so that's why it's a battle for time. Yeah. Everything. It's a battle and. And balance in life. So how do you balance work? No, When you're on your deathbed, no one's going to ask you, do you wish that you spent more time working? No. They're going to ask you, if you would had one wish, what do you think it would be? Well, I wish I would spend more time with my family. I wish I would have spent more time with something that, you know, that taught someone or helped someone else or charitable or whatever. So... The bottom line is those type things, that's how you value time. And the older you get, the more you think about it. When you're young, I'm not putting it that you guys don't care. You do. But you don't think about it, and it's not front and center the way it is when you're older. And that's why this writing this book is important to me and sharing lessons that my father gave me. And again, back to my kids. I learned things from my kids. And you can never ever stop learning when you do then you might as well be six feet under you're already done you can be you can always be better you can always learn something new you can always change and evolve and be something better than you were yesterday so the book is called feed the cow
2: you hear that folks feed the cow on shelves near you within the next year or two or three we'll let you know soon enough but uh (laughs) being written right now sooner rather rather than
1: later Uh, (laughs) and I do I plan on having a website and you know some other things Jason cut it here
0: oh alright guys I'm getting told by Richard on the production team that I need to cut the interview here the next half of this interview gets into a bit more interesting topics if you want to hear the next half make sure to tune in next week on Tuesday at 4pm also depending on what platform you're listening on we wanted to shout out at cap.creative on Instagram for their amazing work they do all of our thumbnails, and this week they killed it using a real picture of my father from his baseball card for inspiration. With all that being said, if you guys are liking the content, please leave us a five star review and tell your friends. It will help us continue to provide interview guests and stellar content. Thank you all, and see you next week. This is Carmen Larry. Like and follow to get us on demand.